You're listening to Catholic Faith on the Move podcast, a journey on the road to heaven. On this episode, we're talking about the Holy Spirit with the book, The True Devotion to the Holy Spirit, St. Athanasius, and the Basilica of the National Shrine of Our Lady of Fatima. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle on us the fire of your love. We're recording on the Feast of Pentecost, and so we are going to discuss one of our favorite books on the Holy Spirit, The True Devotion to the Holy Spirit by Lewis Martinez. And I kind of find this to be the most definitive book that I've read on the Holy Spirit. And what's interesting is one of the quotes I know when our book club did it the first time. We have to remember as you take on this book, which I recommend everyone does, uh, someone said, this isn't a snack or a dessert. This is like a five course meal of a book. So uh, I was first introduced to this book actually several years ago when I went to a talk by Patrick Madrid and it was on one of his special tables to kind of, he had a bunch of them and he was getting rid of them. And I know a lot of us picked it up and it kind of sat around and Like I said, it's a bigger book. And when you first start, it seems a little bit daunting, but um, we did take it on as a book club. I know that I've, we've all went back to it several times and we've even discussed now that it's been a couple years to go back to it, especially since um, a year or two ago, some of the women in the group went to a silent retreat and the treat coordinator, retreat coordinator was speaking and when we were able to talk, we realized he was using this book as the bulk of the material. Um, and also, since then, I found out um, one of my favorite podcasts is from Taylor Marshall, and it's on his reading list, too. So uh, I think that a lot of people have looked towards this book as um, very inspirational, and it's very comprehensive on what it covers. Um just the beginning here it starts off the heart of the true devotion is uh one of the quotes is life ought to be based on the truth or rather it is truth itself if that descends on that descends on us so to speak from the heights of the understanding to pour itself out upon our works and all the activity in men and that's definitely what we see from the holy spirit yeah it's a it's definitely a uh, as you said a meaty book uh, Martinez was the uh, former Archbishop of Mexico City, and he always maintained that the Spirit is God's supreme gift, and so our devotion to the Holy Spirit um, should be profound and to be a center point of our lives, and that uh, the the gifts that the Holy Spirit can give us when He is um, in the right spot in our souls and our lives um, are, are extremely numerous. Now, this book is actually... Uh, kind of a distillation or a bridge version of something he wrote called the sanctifier. And, um, a lot of people, if you go 
find it on Amazon or whatever, you'll see a lot of the reviews said, I started to read the Sanctifier, but I couldn't handle it. Then I found this and it really brought it down to a better level for me to, to fully understand and to, uh, to get involved with the Holy Spirit and to be able to, um, to give the Holy Spirit the right, right place in my life. Yeah. And, uh, going along with that, the, what the third chapter is the soul supreme director. And I think a lot of people talk about their spiritual director and truly that is, that's what the Holy Spirit's job here is to be our spiritual guide. Um, and we look at him as the fire and the light and the Holy Spirit, um, lives in the center of our soul and he's pours out on us and really affects. I think that, um, it is our guiding light. And a lot of times when people, I know I've been in several meetings when people talk about of the Trinity, who are you closest to? And most of the time, a lot of people don't mention the Holy Spirit. And I guess since in my personal spiritual journey, the Holy Spirit has um, just been so defined in that fire and um, bringing, you know, setting my soul on fire. Um, I really relate to the Holy Spirit, but I think we all should because uh, he truly is our spiritual director. Yeah, it's definite. It's a definite gift that we've been given by God to to have the Holy Spirit in our lives with us as we're struggling through, you know, our life here and our journey as we move forward to heaven. And so to have that gift that that He sent to us and to be able to recognize the gift that it is and and, and the presence in our lives mm-hmm. to draw on that strength and to draw on His consolation mm-hmm. is is critical. Yeah, uh, while he's our guest, uh, we definitely have to make a space for him in our lives. Um, And one of the ways this book has so many places where it's very poetic, and a lot of times it refers to the Holy Spirit as the artisan and or uh, the music and the song of our soul and the way it brings out that perfection. And we must let him work within us to really help us get to where we want to be absolutely and and the get and the book does cover you know all the seven gifts and all the 12 fruits of the holy spirit and how those are important on our lives and what we can do then to grow, draw closer to god through those gifts and through those uh, graces that the holy spirit provides mm-hmm. and it goes into in depth about the trinity and how the father son and holy spirit work together um, one of the sections says our love for the father tends to glorify him and our love for the Son to transform ourselves into Him, and the love of the Holy Spirit is to let ourselves be possessed or moved by Him. Yeah, an excellent resource um, for anyone who wants to draw closer to God through the Holy Spirit and understand the whole concept of the Trinity and uh, having this helper, this guide uh, in our lives, this gift from God in that respect. Not only that, but I feel that in this book, it tied together the plan of um, the big picture plan of how the Holy Spirit working with Mary um, and how that's connection. And it's truly only through uh, Mary and the Holy Spirit will we get to know Jesus and God the Father. Right. And it's um, the interesting concept, too, that he talks about how the Holy Spirit can help us uh, mature in our souls so that, you know, we, we find the grace to conquer our sins and learn how to make proper use of, of what's in the world so that, you know, we become more mature in our spirituality through the graces that uh, that we're given with this gift. Yeah. And 
one of the sections here too. I think that what is most important is uh, the soul should know the Holy Spirit. And if you don't allow the Holy Spirit to work your with in your life, um, it, one of the things it says is travelers who, who journey life's whole length without knowing where they're going are mariners without the compass lost in the sea. And I think that that's so true without getting to know and um, welcoming in the Holy Spirit we just are out there on our own and um the greatest gift that jesus left us was the holy spirit today that we're talking at pentecost so right. we really need to get to know the holy spirit and understand how those graces and those gifts work in our lives to get the most out of it to help us on that journey well the thing with you know the trinity is it's like a it's like a three-legged stool you know you need all three legs in order for that stool to have a foundation to be able to sit on and and with just two legs if you just you know if you've got god and jesus in your life but you don't have the holy spirit you're missing out on one of the strongest pieces of the of the trinity and one of the most foundational pieces that help us in our everyday life Mm so if you um are ready to get to know the Holy Spirit and welcome him into your life to be your spiritual director, um, pick up this book and like I said, read it and then read it again and maybe sit it down and then the next year read it again. It's something that will, uh, I could tell by a book that I love so much because it's not only has uh, (laughs) like about 50 little post-it notes in all different colors, but I've got the stars and the different colors, highlighters and exclamation points. So whenever I have a book like this, I know that this is one that I went back to several times. And um, I know that you'll really get a lot out of it. So I recommend that you pick up a copy of True Devotion to the Holy Spirit by Louis Martinez. If you like what you're hearing, go to iTunes and drop us a review or a rating. We'd certainly appreciate it. Today we are going to talk about St. Athanasius, one of my favorites. Uh, He was a great defender of the faith and was actually given that title, Defender of the Upright Faith, when he articulated the Nicene Creed at the Council of Nicaea in 325 A.D., And throughout his time as a bishop, he was uh, such a great defender of the faith, but he was often alone in that. Uh, Matter of fact, five times over the 17 years, he was exiled for his beliefs, but he stood up to them. And he was known for fighting. And sometimes, like I said, he was alone. And one time he actually said, one with God is a majority, which I think that's a great thing to remember. And... When he was told that the whole world was against him, he muttered, and I'm against the whole world. And so he's known for uh, his saying contra mundum, against the world. As a matter of fact, I have a t-shirt like that that I wear often that's one of my favorites. Yeah, Athanasius was born about 297. There's a lot of dispute about when he was actually born, but sometime right close to 300 AD uh, to a Christian family in Alexandria, Egypt. He was uh, actually Coptic and... um, there's some thought that he was uh, of Greek heritage as well um, because he used the Greek language in a lot of his writings. Um, an interesting story about Athanasius 
there was a gathering of uh, clergy that the uh, Bishop of Alexandria was having, and he invited his fellow priests over to, uh, to discuss some things. And while he was waiting for them to gather, he was looking out his window uh, to the seashore, and he noticed some boys playing along the seashore, and they were actually baptizing each other. And so he uh, sent for the, for the kids, and uh, one of the boys, uh, Athanasius, was actually acting as bishop, and uh, he questioned them and talked to him about what they were doing and how they were doing it. And uh, the bishop actually told Athanasius that the baptisms were genuine because the, the form and the matter of the baptism were proper, um, but that they probably shouldn't do that until they're actually clerics <laughs> in the future. But um, so that was just an interesting story about his childhood. Uh, he uh, had the uh, great fortune to be taught by a lot of uh, actual martyrs of the church um, Christians who were uh, martyred during the last uh, few crusades against the uh, Christians by the uh, Roman emperors. And then, uh, as you said, he you know, accompanied his bishop to Nicaea and helped to um, formulate the, the Nicene Creed. Um, one of the other things about Athanasius, he is attributed as the first person to identify the 27 books in the New Testament. He had that list of books um, written down and expanded, and those are the books that he thought were the, the important ones of the New Testament. Um, and eventually those were those books were that were incorporated into the New Testament included all the all 27 of the ones that he thought were the most special. So I guess that's a good reason why he's a doctor of the church, I would suppose. So we can see how Athanasius played such a vital role in the early church and also today in the world in our world today with so much spiritual decay, uh, we could see that we also need to look for him. Uh, when we look at, we need to be able to stand up for our faith and be immovable just like he is. So may the spirit of St. Athanasius inspire all our hearts to affirm that we are against the world. St. Athanasius. Pray for us. Check out our blog and other information, including links to our Facebook and Twitter pages at our website, catholicfaithonthemove.com, or send us an email at catholicfaithonthemove at gmail.com. Today we are taking our pilgrimage to the Basilica of the National Shrine of Our Lady of Fatima in Lewiston, New York. And I've been there once and in a couple of weeks I'm going to go back with a group of friends of mine. Yeah, it was started in uh, actually in 1954. There were a group of uh, Barnabite fathers. They're an Italian uh, order of clergy. They recently come to the United States um, with the idea of spreading the gospel message um, from Mary that uh, she gave at Fatima, Portugal. And so they, uh, this, this was their idea that they wanted to spread this gospel message. They, in 1954, were given a donation of 16 acres of land outside of Lewiston. And from there, the uh, National Shrine was born. And they wanted to develop a place where people could come and, and be refreshed and, and, you know, find peace and be restored in their soul by visiting the shrine. And that's exactly what I experienced when I was there. Uh, it was part of a pilgrimage I took with some friends to several different shrines. And uh, that was our first stop. And the actual building is quite amazing. It's an outdoor dome shape. And it looks like the world. And it's at night. We didn't get to experience that. I'm hoping that next time we'll get to see that at night. Uh, the dome lit up now inside it's a basilica but what I will say it is one of the inside why on the outside it looks like at night that it's quite beautiful inside it's pretty informal uh, 
one of the nicest experience was climbing up to the top to the statue of Our Lady of Fatima at the top where you overlook the grounds and then you get a really good sight. They have um, around a little pool, they have a, a giant rosary that's made out of the lights and you can go through and you can actually walk the rosary. Oh, very and cool. they also have a beautiful garden full of statues that is nice to go through and uh, talk about the different saints that are there. Um, and of course they've got a little gift shop there too. So it's a nice little stop for um, that refreshing and reflection. And if you want to know more about this, you can go to uh, FatimaShrine.com and there you can find this schedule of devotions. Uh, they have masses, uh, confession, a Bible study group, rosary, Eucharistic adoration. Um, they also celebrate the first devo- first Saturday devotion. They've had and, some healing masses there too, it looked like on their schedule. Mm-hmm. So those might be coming up as well. And the uh, daily rosaries made in October. Very cool. So uh, we'll put a link to that in the uh, show notes as well. So you can check that out. The Basilica of the National Shrine of Our Lady of Fatima in Lewiston, New York. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. We'll We'll see see you on the road. road.